You're listening to the Marketing Analytics Show brought to you by Supermetrics. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Marketing Analytics Show, the podcast that helps you get better at marketing analytics. I'm your host, Anna Shutko, and today we're joined by Savannah Sanchez. Savannah is a paid social expert specializing in e-commerce growth with over five years of experience working as a media buyer and ad creative strategist. She's the founder of The Social Savannah. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what kind of e-commerce brand should use Facebook ads, Savannah's process for setting up and optimizing Facebook ads campaigns, which includes working with creatives, the types of marketing reports which are good to have in place, as well as the great resources to learn from when it comes to e-commerce advertising on Facebook. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Today, we have Savannah Sanchez. Savannah, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. All right. Um, So let's start from the first question. If we're talking about different kind of types of e-commerce brands, what kind of brands would benefit the most from Facebook ads? For sure. So I would say that there's there's no limit to what type of e-commerce brands can benefit from Facebook ads. Essentially, Mm -hmm. what Facebook ads allows you to do is, is drive qualified traffic to your website to ultimately make sales. So and um, when if ever you're you're delivering a physical product or an info product, um, even service-based businesses can benefit from from running Facebook ads, having the pixel on your e-commerce site. Mm-hmm. And uh, now let's talk a little bit about the process. So let's say you have a new client. Could you please walk us through your process of setting up these first e-commerce campaigns on Facebook ads, maybe some tips for our audience on something they could learn from? Yeah, for sure. So for the type of clients I work with, I work with a lot of um, large e-commerce brands um, in like the makeup industry. I've worked with ColourPop. I've worked with brands um, like Peel Phone Cases. Um, I've worked with um, different um, like outdoor furniture companies so it's a wide range of products I've done ads for but the process is all really similar for each industry so essentially what you have to do on your Facebook ad side is set up your funnel so what that means is that you want campaigns for prospecting which is cold audiences people who have never heard of your product before so you could be targeting um, look like audiences interests of people who are in your target demo um, different demographics. So that would be your prospecting campaign. And typically 70 to 80% of the budget goes towards prospecting for new customers. And then the second part of the funnel that you will want is re-engagement. And what this refers to is retargeting people in the middle of your funnel. Typically, those are people who have interacted with your Facebook page before, your Instagram page, maybe people who have watched one of your Facebook or Instagram videos that haven't gone to your website recently. So that would be considered a warm audience. And that would usually take about 10% of the budget. And then last but not least is retargeting. So this is really important to have um, set up in your funnel. Anyone who's been to your website recently but hasn't purchased, you want to be able to retarget them on Facebook with an offer um, to get them over the finish line to purchase. So again, that's about 10 to 20% of the budget, depending on how much you're spending on prospecting. But as long as you have all three um, stages set up, prospecting, re-engagement, and retargeting, 
then you'll be able to successfully bring people through your funnel and use different messaging for each part of your funnel with Facebook ads. I love this framework. And thank you very much for sharing us the budget breakdown by percentage. I think this is super interesting information for all our listeners. And now if we talk about the optimization of it. So now that these campaigns are running, how would you analyze and optimize each, you know, like type of these campaigns? For sure. So there's a few key metrics that I look at in order to determine success on my campaigns. The number one being ROAS, which is return on ad spend. So for e-commerce brands, that's ultimately what I'm being judged on as their media buyer is, are your ads bringing in more money than we're spending on ads? So that's always what I get asked about the most is what is the ROAS? So if you hear that term, that's what that means. But there's other leading metrics that I also care about that I want to be able to monitor once I launch my ads to see if these are going to be successful. So not only do I have ROAS on my dashboard, but I also have number of purchases, cost per purchase, purchase conversion value. So I can see what is the average order value of um, people who are shopping at my store. And then some leading indicators I also look at are um, cost per ad to cart and cost per checkout initiated. So what this does is the Facebook pixel will track if someone goes to your website, adds links to their cart, or gets to the checkout stage, but doesn't end up purchasing, that will fire a checkout initiated. So I'm always looking at, okay, what is my cost for add to cart, cost for checkout initiated, because these are really great leading indicators of whether um, someone will end up purchasing. If I have an ad that's getting a ton of cheap add to carts, that's usually a good indicator that some of those will end up converting. Then of course, I'm looking at um, my cost per click and click-through rate. Um, click-through rate can be an indicator of, of your copy and your creative, how convincing it is to get someone to your site. If your click-through rate is really low, like let's just 1%, then you can think, okay, I need to improve on my creative to make it clickable and get that click-through rate up. And then lastly, I'm monitoring my CPM. So that's cost per thousand impressions. So now that we're heading into Q4, um, it, it's something that I'm monitoring much more closely because as more advertisers enter the auction, it's going to get more and more competitive up until Christmas. So your cost per thousand impressions is bound to go up. So as there's more competition in the market, it's going to be more expensive to reach your target audience, which is going to affect your ad performance. So um, those are the metrics I look at when I'm analyzing um, Facebook ads. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. And this is a very, very good response. A couple of questions and a couple of things to unpack here. First of all, about the metrics. You talked about a different kind of indicators you're looking at. So if we now take a look at these metrics from a broader reporting perspective, what kind of reports do you usually have in place? And what kind of timeframes you're using in these reports? And then maybe more specifically, what kind of metrics you're looking at in each report, depending on the you know client's use case? For sure. So I'm a huge fan of Supermetrics. There's no secret about that. I've been using Supermetrics for the last few years in order to create reports on how my Facebook ads are doing. But not only Facebook, I also use it for Google ads reporting. Snapchat ads reporting. It's so great because you can pull in any custom metrics, any time frame. So what I found after two years of now playing with super metrics, I'm really happy with the report that I've um, come up with as a standard for my client. It has all of those metrics that I just named, ROAS, purchases, CPA, add to carts, all that good stuff. But on the report on Google Sheets, I'm able to break it down by, okay, what are these metrics month to date? 
because my clients want to know, okay, what's my total spend in return for the month? I also have a report breaking down what does the last four weeks look like? So we can monitor if there's any um, trends that are happening week over week. Like if we're seeing, okay, CPM rising week over week, it's easy to look at the weekly breakdown report. And I have a daily breakdown report of all the metrics so that my clients can see if there was one day where we spent too much or spent too little. Um, sometimes it's easier to see on the day to day if there's any call outs rather than looking at the week or the monthly breakdown. And then I also have a report by campaign and so they can see for just the retargeting funnel or just the prospecting funnel. Um, what are my metrics for there and how much are we spending on each stage of the funnel? Love Sabermetrics. Sabermetrics makes it so, so easy. Um, and it, what I think my clients like about the most is that it refreshes every morning. You can schedule the refresh and emailing so that every morning they get brand new data, they get the email in their inbox, what's happening in their account. It makes it seem like I'm doing all this hard work of putting in the numbers and creating all these crazy reports, but it's with Supermetrics, it's cool is that you can create the report once, you can set up the, the refreshing and the emailing, and then you don't have to really touch it ever again, or at least I hope I don't. And then I can I can make the same reports for every client. It's really easy just to copy and paste from the template. Um, but it's really impressive for my clients when they say like, oh, every morning I get brand new metrics and it's all up to date. That's what's really important to them. Thank you so much for your kind words. And I'm definitely super excited to hear that Supermetrics simplifies your life and your reporting tactics <laughs> a lot. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. And also, I know you're very big on creative and mm. as creative master, could you please tell us some tips or maybe techniques on, well, first of all, improving on your existing creatives and maybe some ideas on how marketers could create creatives that basically work and bring the brands their revenue. For sure. I always say that creative is the most important ingredient with Facebook ad success because that is the video or the photo that someone's looking at, the, the text they're reading. How convincing is it to get them to click to your site? So I spend a lot of my time thinking about how can I make really great creatives? Now, I could probably talk for an entire day about creative best practices, but there's a few key like principles that I think every good ad follows. So number one is being mobile optimized. And that means that it's the dimensions are fit for the platform. And so for Facebook and Instagram, you want to be able to design your videos in a square format. And then also be able to design videos for Instagram stories, which is nine by 16 dimensions. And first things first, have the right dimensions. Second thing for great creative is get to your point really quickly. So when people are scrolling through their Instagram and Facebook feed, you only have a few seconds to capture their attention and make them stop and watch your video and then ultimately click to your site. So I always tell my clients is you need to make sure that people know what your product is and what your number one value prop is within the first three seconds. If they can't tell what your product is and why it's great in the first three seconds, they're going to keep scrolling and you're not going to get their attention. So keeping your ads short, sweet, and to the point. And then my third tip is making it native for the platform. So this goes along with the theory of people don't like ads. They inherently want to avoid ads, but... They also want to find products that add value to their life or watch something that's maybe slightly entertaining while they're scrolling through their phone. So what's really important is that when you're, when you're making your ads, make them not look like an ad. Make them look like it is just something that they would happen upon in their feed, whether posted by a friend or another influencer that they follow. 
a really great way to do this is to use user-generated content and influencer content in your ad creatives. So for instance, if you were advertising a car and, and you had just played a regular car commercial that you would play on TV, but you wanted to run it on Facebook, that's probably not going to get really great engagement because people are going to immediately identify, okay, this is a boring car commercial, looks like a TV ad, I'm scrolling right past this. Alternatively, if you wanted to design for the platform, what I would say is like, why don't you get an influencer who is taking a selfie while they're like walking around the car, they're holding their iPhone up uh, as if they were filming an Instagram story and they're just talking about like how excited they are they bought the car. When someone happens upon that ad in their Instagram story feed, they're not going to immediately think, oh, this is an ad. They might think for a split second, this is my friend, this is an influencer that I follow. And it's much more relatable. It's much more native to the platform. So it's really important when you're designing creatives to always think what's going to make this look not like an ad and make it look like it's just someone um, scrolling through their friend's content. Awesome. And thank you so much for sharing all these great tips. I do definitely agree with you on that one. I also think that a content which looks less like an ad and more like, you know, a normal human interaction content is definitely going to be better perceived by the audience. And now that we talked about the creatives, uh, could you please tell us a bit more about maybe some common mistakes e-commerce brands or marketers make when it comes to Facebook advertising? I would say the number one mistake people make is overcomplicating it. So I've been doing Facebook advertising for the last three years. And when I first started, especially on Facebook Ads Manager, they, they don't make it necessarily intuitive or easy. Um, to set up your campaigns or know what's working. And I think people get too bogged down in being like afraid of that they're doing something wrong or that they're not using the right strategy. And so they end up overcomplicating it. But the best thing you can do now that I've been Facebook advertising for the last few years is to just sim simplify everything. Make it easy for yourself. So that means limiting the number of campaigns you have going, limiting the number of audiences you're testing, limiting the number of creatives you're making. Have a limited amount of variables so that your account doesn't just end up being an explosion of data and you don't know what to do with it because there's too many variables to look at. So be intentional with your testing. So if you have a new creative, pick one audience, make one campaign for it, and see how that one creative does to the audience. If you launch too much stuff at one time, it, you're going to end up being paralyzed by the fear of what does all this mean and am I wasting money? So I would say that's that's the number one mistake I see from people who are just starting out is being like too timid of like, am I doing something wrong? And then secondly, just overcomplicating it when really they should just be making it as simple and clean as possible, which is going to make interpreting the data just so much easier. Yeah, simplifying everything definitely sounds like a very actionable strategy. And now if we discuss, on the other hand, what went well, could you please provide us some examples marketers should pay attention to when they're designing campaign? For sure. So a strategy that is always a great idea, that's something that I follow for all the accounts I manage, is the Power 5 strategy. If you look at Power 5 Facebook, you'll find plenty of resources of, of what I'm talking about for this strategy. But essentially, it's leveraging machine learning and, again, going back to simplifying the account structure and um, the number of variables you're testing, as well as leveraging Facebook's machine learning to improve results. So part of the Power 5 is using campaign budget optimization, opting into automatic placement, limiting the number of ad sets you have running, auto-advanced matching, and um, 
broad audience, I think is the last pillar of the Power Five, but Facebook has a lot of great resources about Power Five and why that this is the recommended campaign structure. Set up your your campaigns. I'm 100% behind it. Um, I did a speech on this just last year where I tested out the Power Five with a large budget to see what happens. And I would definitely recommend um, looking up resources around the Power Five if you want to improve your Facebook account um, campaign. Yeah, definitely. And I do agree that the Power Five is a great strategy. And to all our listeners, feel free to check out Savannah's video on this at thesocialsavannah.com. Savannah, where would people find you? And what other resources would you recommend marketers check out if they want to learn more about e-commerce marketing? For sure. So I would say if you want to learn more about Facebook ad creatives, I have a really great resource. It's a Facebook group. It's called Facebook ad creatives only. That's the name of the Facebook group. If you want to look it up and join. And essentially what this group is, it's a group of over 5,000 marketers. And every day we're sharing new ad inspiration. So great ads from other brands that we want to share with the group so that people can see what really great Facebook ad creative looks like. So definitely check out Facebook ad creatives only. Also on Twitter is a treasure trove of great information from marketers who are running Facebook ads. I'm on Twitter, my username is social underscore Savannah if you want to check me out. But there's such a great community on Twitter of Facebook marketers and um, brand strategists. It's really amazing the community that we have on Twitter right now of people who are working in this industry. So I always look to Twitter to see what, what strategies are people using on Facebook and um, people also share really great ad creatives. So So Facebook and Twitter, the Facebook group and um, being active on our Twitter in this community is um, a really great way to get um, updated on Facebook information. If you're just starting out with Facebook ads, I would highly recommend the Facebook Blueprint course. It's 100% free and you can take all the courses by Facebook in how to set up your campaigns, what your metrics mean. It's really going to help. Um, you get the basics down. So if you're just starting out, if you just want to learn how to set up your campaigns, definitely look into taking the blueprint courses. That's the number one place I point people to when they want to get started. All right, Savannah, thank you so much for sharing all these great tips and coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Anna. I really enjoyed being here. And that's the end of today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. If you'd like to kickstart your marketing analytics, check out the 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. See you in the next episode of the Marketing Analytics Show.